Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News with my main man, the wingman himself, the producer extraordinaire, CJ, working the airwaves, making sure that the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean. Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're there. Every single platform you can imagine. Heck, we're even on Pinterest, man. Go to Pinterest. You have a Pinterest app, and while you're looking for the latest ideas for curtains for uh maybe linoleum flooring or 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 decor or whatever or how to's and diy's just type in rogue news into printers and we are there and we're everywhere we're in apple itunes uh podcast we're in google podcasts uh we're on rumble go check us out we're on rumble as well and we're, uh, everything's being updated so it's pretty awesome we've got an amazing team right now working in the background making it all happen slowly but surely and also check out our paid sponsors, MyCBDEdibles.com, MyCBDEdibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. Folks, I can't begin to tell you how efficacious and vivacious CBD does to your system and your body. So go check it out, MyCBDEdibles.com. And see, are they running any specials this month? Uh, let me get with the team. Uh, I'm not sure. I know that there's some new releases coming out yet once again, so yes. uh, I'm sure we'll do something for those. And uh, Timothy McDade over in the live chat is correct. I am on OnlyFans. I am a calf model. I only show my calves. That's it. And my pinky. That's it. That's what I do for OnlyFans. Sometimes CJ joins me. Right, CJ? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we prefer to like to, you know, do some uh, pretty freaky deaky stuff, you know. Oh, my God, CJ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> You thought you thought Gus was Gus was already. Oh my God! Yeah, it's, it's going it's going off a gra- it's going off a, a graphic cliff. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, it did go south very quickly, man. <laughs> we give you a whole new meaning to go behind. Leave the it scenes. to CJ to take it south. Dude. Whole new meaning to behind the scenes. That's it. <laughs> anyway, CJ, how was your day? November is hitting the Midwest, showing no mercy. My God, it was cold this morning. Yeah, you know, I'm still. You know, still kind of feeling the energy, the vibe from the from the the big uh, win yesterday in in uh, Virginia. Uh, yeah, so man. yeah, just kind of riding that wave and feels good, man. You know, it's time to start planning out for for next year. Uh, personally, you know, business wise, it's just um, man. I tell you, these years just continue to fly by. Just insane. Yep. 
Oh, how the years go by. Vanessa Williams. <laughs> anyway, Steve, let's get into it, bro. Um, let's do it. I think I want to start with what they're doing in San Francisco. Because San Francisco Siege is the cutting edge, leading <laughs> city in the developed world. They not only lead in the amount of human feces that you can find on a sidewalk, but they also lead in the way of many other things, such as syringes and needles all over the place. They also lead the world, the developed world, in tent cities. There's more tent cities in San Francisco than there are mud huts in Mogadishu, Siege. It's incredible to witness this <laughs> and not to be outdone with the fact that not only do they lead the world in tent cities, not only do they lead the world in human feces and syringes and needles and drug users and pushes all over the place, and the fact that crime is through the roof, that Walgreens and CVS is like, you know what? We don't want to be ransacked by the 949 crew. We're out of here. We can't deal with it. But San Francisco, not to be outdone in their progressiveness and how liberal and how trendy and how loving they are. What are they? What are they implementing, Siege? Well, you knew it was, it was going to time the moment that they that they allowed that the uh, the jab can be administered to five and eleven year olds. You knew that the that San Francisco, California, was going to roll out these new vaccine COVID passes, and and via it appears it appears. That they're also going to mandate it for five and eleven years old, five and eleven year olds, which so is just loving, just in, insane. So you know? loving, you know, if they weren't anti-family enough. So uh, basically, as it How turns out, how dare you? You understand, <laughs> CJ? It takes a village to raise a child. It's not about mom and dad. It's about the village. It's about the government. The state is family, man. Go ahead, CJ. Yeah, no. So the California has announced the kids age five to eleven will soon need to show proof they have received. The coronavirus. Hopefully that five-year-old has downloaded. Hopefully that five-year-old has that Vax Pass downloaded on their iPhones. Hopefully, in order to gain access to indoor businesses and activities such as restaurants and gyms, quote unquote, we definitely want to wait and make sure the children have an opportunity to get vaccinated. Yes. San Francisco Health Officer Dr. Susan Phillip said Tuesday during a virtual town hall on the city's YouTube channel that oh, will wow. happen so no sooner. Then about eight weeks after the vaccine is available to kids. So there'll be a limited time in which there will not be those requirements. But then at some point, the five to 11 year olds will also have to have proof of vaccination to access some of those same settings. Wow. That's incredible. Just incredible. That's, uh, that, that, that's fantastic. I, so loving. So liberal, CJ. So trendy. Oh, my God. I can't contain it. See, there's something mysterious. Now, this is a side note, and it just dawned on me. It was in our chat with you and I and, and, and our good friend, Gustavo, the, the silver-tongued Grecian himself. And we talked about this, and see, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you this link. This is pretty yep. interesting. This is from Michael Snyder. Our but we got to get Michael Snyder on, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's, it's been, been a long time. we got to get Michael Snyder on, and we need to get uh, uh, Charles Hugh Smith on as well, because it's been too damn long brother it's been too damn long i'm going to send to your email siege the your rogue news email this link because we discussed this and i think it's pertinent that we bring this up right because this is a wonderful background a wonderful backdrop i just sent it to your rogue news gotcha. I, a, a wonderful backdrop you know while they're 
the the so loving, the loving San Franciscans, because they care about so health so much, Siege, that they have outbreaks of the pneumonic plague there. They care about health so much, the amount of medieval diseases that are resurging in places like San Francisco in, in liberal control, veritable shitholes, literally veritable shitholes. You have resurgences of disease from the Middle Ages. That's how much they care about health because they're so liberal, they're so loving, they're so trendy. My God, it's amazing. Did you get the link, Siege? I don't, I don't think you put the complete... Oh, you're all in there. It's 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 missing some of it, but I can, that, I can you know, find it real so quick. It's so much. It's so much easier to copy and paste things from uh, from Android than it is from because uh, I'm on my iPhone. Hold on. Uh, let me something. Let me let me do this. Okay. okay. Oh yes yes. Oh wait, wait. okay. Hold on. Do, 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 do. It's so liberal, so loving, so trendy. Okay, it's coming. It's coming okay. to you now. It's All right, to you that, Bubba. And it's sent. Let me know if you got it. So loving. Repeat after me, folks. So liberal. So loving. There we go. So trendy. Yes, there it is. There it is. A, a strange phenomenon is happening, Siege. A strange phenomenon. This past week, we've had over four, Siege. Not one, not two, not three, but four. Major international soccer stars literally drop in the middle of the field with heart issues. They're all in their early to mid-20s, okay? One of whom recently, this was, uh, I believe, uh, the other day, or it was on Monday, literally fell on the floor in the middle of of the soccer field and had to be resuscitated using CPR, okay? Why are young soccer stars all of a sudden dropping like flies? Why is it we've had already three to four that we know of, and the rest is being covered up, NBA players who have all of a sudden been hospitalized or rushed to emergency rooms with what? Heart conditions. See, do you think that it's because these men have coronary heart disease? I think it's just yeah, V. It's just you know they have one donut and that literally it just it that's what does it, V. There's there's a reason behind it, V. One hundred percent. Maybe they went to McDonald's, and maybe they 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 wanted the the super size. I don't know if they still supersize these days, but they wanted that bucket of soda, two Big Macs, and two large fries. Maybe that's what did them in. Then they decided to go play, and that was it. There's a a recurring theme here, folks. A recurring theme that you have a lot of athletes that are getting sick, falling ill, or dropping directly on the court or on the field, and they all have what? Sniffles? Back pain? They pulled a hamstring. No. Heart issues. Watch this now. A strange phenomenon is happening. This is from our buddy Michael Snyder, who ran for Congress, by the way, and and we need to have Mike back on. In a year that's been filled with so many mysteries already, I have another very odd one to share with you. Emergency rooms are filled to overflowing all over America, and nobody can seem to explain why this is happening. Right now, the number of new COVID cases in the United States each day is less than half of what it was just a couple of months ago. That is really good news, and many believe that this is a sign that the pandemic is fading. Let us hope that is true. 
With less people catching the virus, you would think that would mean that our emergency room should be emptying out. But the opposite is actually happening. All across the country, emergency rooms are absolutely packed. And in many cases, we're seeing seriously ill patients being cared for in the hallways because the ER rooms are already full. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. The following comes from an article entitled, ERs are swamped with seriously ill patients, although many don't have COVID. Is this a new bug? Perhaps it's a new disease, a new novel disease, CJ. So maybe maybe something that came out of Africa this time. Maybe it's a maybe maybe it's the homeless encampments in, in San Francisco siege <laughs> that have bred a new type of virus that evolved from the amalgam of drug and meth and, and fentanyl laced needles and syringes and 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 and, and the primordial garbage that, uh, that are human feces, and they, they mingled together and created a new type of superbug that is right now sweeping across. Maybe it's the San Francisco virus siege. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a new type of undiscovered illness that we can't figure out. But here's what this uh, hospital emergency room doctor says. Is that in the emergency department at Sparrow Hospital in Lansing, Michigan, staff members are struggling to care for patients showing up much sicker than they've ever seen. Tiffany Dusang, the ER nursing director, practically vibrates with pent-up anxiety looking at patients lying on a long line of stretchers pushed up against the beige walls of the hospital hallways. It's hard to watch, she said in warm Texas twang, but there's nothing she can do. The ER's 72 rooms are already filled. CJ, I remember a couple of months ago, Siege, a couple of months ago, maybe six months ago, Maybe when you know when all this stuff happened, maybe seven months ago, there's a certain gorilla and a certain producer extraordinaire that was on the air one time, and they said, "Let's what, let's see what happens, what the side effects would be, because all of a sudden you're gonna have people just showing up in ERs and dropping dead and needing new hearts and this, that, and the other." Did we not say something like that? Siege? I think so, V. I think I mean I can go find it if we if we need to. If we need to validate, we can replay it, V. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Can anyone explain why this is happening? If the number of the COOF cases are starting to spike again, it would be a se- it would make sense for emergency rooms to be overflowing. But this particular hospital in Michigan, we are being told that some of the main things that are being treated from drum roll, CJ, drum roll, give me that drum roll, brother. Heart conditions. Mm. What? Wait, what was that? Mm. <clears throat> Heart conditions. Excuse me. Repeat yourself. Heart conditions. Did they say heart condition siege? They said heart conditions, V. Ooh, ooh. Months of treatment delays have exacerbated chronic conditions, worsened symptoms. Doctors and nurses say the severity of the illness ranges widely and includes abdominal pain, respiratory problems, blood clot. What was that? Blood clots. Blood clots? Hmm. Blood clots. And heart conditions. Heart conditions. Heart conditions. Heart conditions. And suicide attempts, among others. Oh, Jesus Christ. That means that heart conditions immediately got my attention because I've been seeing this so much in the news lately. For instance, a high school senior in Pennsylvania just dropped dead from a sudden cardiac arrest. You know, these things happen to high schoolers, Siege. You know, totally young normal. kids. I mean, see, you know, see, you know, when you and I were growing up and we went to high school, our biggest fear was are we is not are we going to go sleep with the prom queen? You know? Or will we get that chance? Our biggest concerns 
We're not any of that. See, our biggest concern is you and I, are we going to have a heart attack in our senior year? <laughs> that was the main thing. Was, I mean, we, yeah. Us Gen Xers, we were terrified. We were terrified, us Gen Xers. When we went to high school, our biggest thing is, uh, will somebody kick our ass? Will we get into any fist fights? Will we get into trouble? Um, should we experiment with drugs? Who should we sleep with? But it's not any of that. It was heart attacks. I, w- I was mortified when I was walking the hallways at Ramapo High School back in Rockland County in New York. And I was terrified. I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, and being, you know, being a football player and, and playing sports and this, that, and the other, I was terrified. I was like, my God, what if, what if I get a heart attack and I drop dead on the field, Siege? You know, I, I, I mean, you and I, we, we literally lived in fear. We, we wore crash helmets everywhere we went. And heart attack. That was that, that that's that was a common thing. So I don't know what's the big deal that this kid, high school soccer manager, greatly enjoyed his team's championship, right? Uh, you know his team's uh, his team's championship victory. Later that evening, he was dead. That's totally normal. I mean, see, when you and I growing up, we went to football games and ba- basketball games and baseball games, and we've had many of our friends die from heart attacks that night after they won a victory, right? I mean, the excitement was just to take you out. It was too much. It, it was, was too just much. way too much. Way too, too much. much. Absolutely. Now, late student Blake Barkley's high school is mourning his untimely death. As 6 ABC in Philly reports, a tragedy occurred at LaSalle College High School in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. In a letter to parents, the school announced that the senior died after a sudden... Sudden what? Did he choke? Oh, a, a sudden Charlie horse. He had a Charlie horse siege. He pulled his hamstring. Oh, God. I mean, we know how groin pulls go, right? As, as I mean, my God, when you pull your groin muscle, that's like life ending right there. You know, it's like, I, I don't think there's anything worse than that. But no, no, he died of, uh, it says, um, yeah, a sudden cardiac incident Saturday night. A sudden what? Did they say cardiac siege? Cardiac. They said cardiac. Yes, they did. Cardiac, yes. Elsewhere in the same state, an otherwise healthy 12-year-old boy. See, you know, that was another thing. When I was in middle school and you were in middle school, it wasn't about playtime with our buddies. It wasn't about, hey, you know what, let's get our G.I. Joes and our Transformers out into the playground and play, you know, uh, with our toys or on the monkey bars. As young 12-year-old boys, Siege, you and I were worried of cardiac issues, were we not? We, v, I lost sleep um, many of days, many of evenings. Um, I just stayed in my closet. I just hid in the closet, I, I, afraid. I mean, see, we literally switched to high-fiber diets to make sure that our cholesterol levels were in check in the 80s. That was the biggest thing, Siege. Well, you know, we, we, we worked hard to make sure that we had enough fiber in our diet as 12-year-old boys to make sure that our cholesterol levels were pristine and perfect. You know, I mean, this was before Lipitor. And we're trying to take as much fish oils as we possibly can. I mean, this is what 12-year-old boys worry about. Listen to this. As a family and friends grieve the cause of death is in for a 12-year-old taken away too soon while warming up for school basketball practice. Is that dangerous? Basketball practice. As Trib Love in Pittsburgh reports, Jason Kidd. He's even named after a basketball player, Jason Kidd. Yeah. 12 of Bridgeville, PA, died of natural causes involving... His coronary artery, according to the Allegheny County Medical Examiner's Office, heart problems kill elderly people all the time, but it's odd that so many healthy young people have been having these problems. Over the weekend, Barcelona striker, here's one of those uh, healthy, well, uh, 
you know, ZC, the more you run, the more healthier you become and the more lean your body gets. And you get that six-pack and eight-pack and stuff like that. You get those striations in your muscles, the higher the risk for heart attack. Isn't that right? That's right. That's right. We should, we should all look like Lizzo, right? We should all look like uh, uh, one of these stars from My 600-Pound Life. Then, then you will not have to worry about coronary heart disease. But if you're in shape and you have a six-pack or – a set of pecs on you, you work out, you run. You're at high risk for heart attack, my friend. Listen to this story. My God, it's making me afraid, so you don't even want to lift a weight anymore. Over the weekend, Barcelona striker Sergio Aguero suddenly collapsed on the pitch during a match. He was later diagnosed with cardiac arrhythmia. Heart issue, again, a cardiac... What the hell is going on here? Sergio Kun Aguero, a striker for Barcelona's soccer team, has been diagnosed with cardiac arrhythmia after collapsing during Saturday's match against Alves. Now, here's what's interesting. This is the guy who was recommending that everybody get the jab. <laughs> the 33-year-old Argentinian was examined by medical staff at the stadium before being taken to a nearby hospital where he is still waiting to undergo further examination. And what they probably find is a severe case of myocarditis, most likely, right, Siege? Well, I think what Fauci has stated is that the that like their the cardiac arrest, the blood clots would have been much worse if in fact they did not have the jab. Oh, so, so yeah. it, they were headed that direction already. Uh, the jab helped protect them from it being more severe. Well, just two <laughs> days later, Siege, here's another one for you. A match in Norway was brought to screeching halt after a player experienced a groin pull. No, it wasn't a groin pull. He had an ACL tear. No, no ACL tear. He had a cardiac arrest right in the middle of the field siege. He had cardiac arrest. Football match in Norway's second division was halted on Monday after Icelandic midfielder Emil Paulsen. Oh, my God. We know how unhealthy those Icelandic guys are, you know? I mean, every time I see the world's strongest man competition, I see half Thor Bjornsson, okay? Uh, Half Thor Bjornsson, you probably know him from Game of Thrones. He plays the mountain. Okay, he's massive. He's like six foot nine, uh, four hundred pounds. Okay. Whenever I hear about these Icelandic guys, I always have this trepidation. I always say to myself, these guys are going to literally drop dead lifting these weights because these Icelandic guys. It's a known thing that men from Iceland are not only the strongest, some of the most strongest men on planet Earth, but they also have very weak hearts. They could drop dead at any time, any time. So this is what probably happened here, right? A football match in Norway's second division was halted Monday after Icelandic midfielder Amir Paulson suffered a cardiac arrest during play. He must have been 58 years old. Nope, he was 28 years old. Songdal players suffered the attack as the game against Stordzal Blink entered the 12th minute mark, his club said in a statement. We've been seeing so many stories like this. So many young people suddenly having such serious problems with their heart. Can anyone explain this to me? See your your take, man. Then I'm gonna go crazy. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's every everyone understands what's going on here. I mean, it's just yeah, just pure stupidity. The the shameful part of it that that all this information is being suppressed, right? Like there was not one uh, news channel yesterday that even talked about. Uh, the Senate hearings in regards to the number of patients uh, that were injured by the vaccine. Uh, there was a hearing yesterday where many of them gave uh, testimonials in regards to what happened to them. And it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. 
but yeah, time, time and time again, uh, I think it's definitely going to get worse uh, before it gets better, uh, V. And it's 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 all about the Benjamins. It's all about the money. How much can Pfizer make and who they paying out? Rogue News. Rogue News brought to you by Pfizer. No, we're not brought to you by Pfizer. You know, see, Pfizer only made $30 billion year to date. I mean, you know. That's, that's it, shit. That's it, dude. I mean, we should do more to help them. We should do more. I I, I, I want Pfizer. You, you know, this, this whole jab that they're rolling out for kids, right? Do you realize right before the food and doofus administration, the fools and dickheads administration, that's what the FDA stands for, fools and dickheads administration, before the fools and dickheads uh, approved the uh, jab for 5 to 12-year-olds, right before it, before the, struck, cl- the, before the clock struck midnight, do you know what, you know what Pfizer did? What they do? They quickly rushed through an approval, okay, and the FBA, the FBA, the FDA, the Fools and Dickheads Administration approved it. And guess what drug it was for? Blood thinners for kids. Wow. Wow. Right before they approved. It was so loving. Man. So liberal. So trendy, CJ. So trendy. So liberal. So loving. Don't you do? Don't you feel the love? I do. I do. You I'm thinking it? about moving. I think about oh moving to Washington D.C. Oh, if we move to Washington <laughs> D.C., we'll feel the love. That, that, that puts us closer to all the love, CJ. Oh, the love we would get over there in D.C. It's going to be amazing. You know, I want to go hug Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Brandon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. I've said this months ago. What's going to happen in two to three years' time or a year's time when you're going to have young people who are going to require heart transplants? Myocarditis, 75% of the time, within three years, you need a heart transplant. What is going to happen when you cannot suppress the fact that there are people swamping ERs across many parts of the country, mostly in blue states, that are heavily jabbed up. And they're showing up not with COOF-like symptoms, but they're showing up with heart arrhythmia. They're showing up with pericarditis and myocarditis. They're showing up with respiratory issues and blood clots. Have you seen some of the pictures of the clot siege that they're pulling out of people? I have not, no. Mm-mm. Holy guacamole. Wow. Holy guacamole. If you've seen the pictures of these blood clots, some of them is like, they're saying it's like the size of a human hand. And they look like branches, red, bloody. You ever seen the movie War of the Worlds? Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise? Uh-huh. You know the scene where they have the, where the aliens are spraying human bodies? Uh, they're like, you know, using them as fertilizer. Yep. And and then all of a sudden the earth started growing these red uh, roots on all the trees and stuff. You remember that? I do remember that. Yes, yeah, that's I, what these blood clots are looking like. Holy shit, my dude, gosh, dude! It, it's like the size of my hand, man. If I, I, I will <sighs> uh, remind me, I'll, I'll send you a picture of this. Maybe we'll do it for tomorrow's show or whatnot. But yeah, this is what's happening. People are showing up with blood clots. People are showing up with car, you know cardiac arrhythmia. They're showing up with uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, all sorts of cardiovascular issues. Because this is a pulmonary disease. 
Why is that? And why is everybody coming up? They're they're all they're all testing negative for the coof, but they're all showing up with heart disease. Folks, there's a point where they cannot suppress that. There's a point where you're having more and more athletes drop. And see, Google this. I think it was the Brooklyn Nets. Let me see if I can bring this up. Uh, say, uh, I think it's a Brooklyn Nets um, player heart uh, problem. Let me see if that comes up if I Google it. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> no, that's not it. Yeah, LaMarcus Abridge. Here we go. Heart condition. Yeah, there it is. LaMarcus Abridge explains why he suddenly retired and why... <laughs> is that... Is that... No, no, that's not the one. Marcus... Wait, is this it? Is that it? No. Uh, no, that's not it? No, no, no. Um... No, that's that's not it. That well, anyway, there, there's a Brooklyn Nets player who um, it was not Lamarcus Bridge. He just he just uh, was rushed to the ER. I gotta find out, find it out. But anyway, uh, he's he rushed to the ER. Um, he's in the, you know because he had heart issues. There's a point where you can't suppress that anymore. There's a point when it's not going to be TikTok nurses on in the ER anymore. Okay, we all remember during the pandemic, overflow. There's a massive overflow in the ER rooms, and there's you know, oh my God, it's, it's incredible. And you got empty hospitals with nurses and doctors doing nothing but TikTok videos and TikTok dancing and all this other stuff in the middle of a pandemic. Come on, you're not going to have that this time around. This time around, there are people literally in ER, and they're tested negative for the coof. And they're coming in with all sorts of conditions that they can't figure out why. <clears throat> Maybe you should put two and two together. Or has deductive reasoning gone out the window? It's incredible to witness this. Absolutely incredible. And they can't, and granted, you know, causation doesn't mean correlation. But there's a point when there's a, a pattern that is very clear that begins to emerge. And, folks, I'm telling you right now, here's what I think. The powers that be know this. And the bitter old men, decrepit, satanic pustule of men, these oligarchs that run this country, know this. And they got a lot of money invested in Pfizer stock. They got a lot of money in J&J. They got a lot of money in a biotech upstart known as Moderna, which made nothing the last 15 years of his existence except the stupid coup facts. And the commonality between the two out of the three of them is they are taking existing technology that was used for gene therapy for cancer patients, which was never perfected, never approved, never utilized, and then rebranding it, structuring it, and then putting it out for use against a cardiopulmonary viral infection known as the COOF. What can go wrong? Right, Siege? You have a guy named Dr. Robert Malone working on a, 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 a cure for cancer. 
gene therapy, stem cell th- uh, research, and then a bunch of drug companies get together and decide to rebrand that, using it for a pulmonary disease, a cardiopulmonary disease known as the COOF. Go ahead, see what do you got over here? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this, and we're all very familiar at this point in regards to the number of flights that have been canceled. Uh, just weather, on, man. On Southwest and then also American Airlines. Um, I'm going to play this uh, testimony uh, from yesterday's uh, Senate hearing uh, in regards to uh, people that have received the jab and having injury. So, so listen to this and then and then also think back to all the cancellations and everything that's occurring and all the concerns of the airline pilots and the unions should have the audio turned on. Uh, it is on. Okay, here we go. My first dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine on February 1st. Within 30 minutes, I developed a severe stabbing headache that later became a burning sensation in the back of my neck. Two days after vaccination, I got, my aerop- got in my airplane to do a job that would take only a few hours. Immediately after taking off, I knew something was not right with me. I was starting to develop tunnel vision and my headache was getting worse. Approximately two hours into my flying, I pulled my airplane up to turn around and felt an extreme burst of pressure in my ears. Instantly, I was nearly blacked out, dizzy, disoriented, nauseous, and shaking uncontrollably. By the grace of God, I was able to land my plane without incident, although I do not remember doing this. My initial diagnosis of vertigo and a severe panic attack although I've never had a history of either of these, was later replaced with left and right paralymphatic fistulas, eustachian tube dysfunction, and elevated intracranial pressure due to brain swelling. My condition continued to decline, and my doctors told me only an adverse reaction to the vaccine or a major head trauma could have caused this much spontaneous damage. How many times do you think that this is is happening? I, I, I remember I saw a post somewhere that Someone showed a, a chart and it listed small plane crashes that that have happened like in the past sixty days, and the number was like three hundred percent higher. and And I have I have Jesus. no proof. I did I did Google some of those the cities and the states where the accidents occurred and and validated a few of them. And then I also uh, have a uh, a friend uh, from a previous um, uh, employer whose both their in-laws were were killed in in one of those small plane crashes in Wisconsin. Uh, so I was instantly be able to 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 prove that one to sh- then it was it was one of the ones that was listed. My question V is that is this happening a lot at a lot quicker pace with poten- with pilots uh you know potentially we're seeing it we're hearing a lot more about emergency landings and everything and if if that's the reason why that there's this major pushback right now and, and, and they're feeling very unsafe about even boarding and even, even taking controls of, of one of those planes in the air V. There's no doubt in my head, in my mind, that we look, people don't realize <clears throat> when you're flying in an airplane, the, the, the cabin is, of course, pressurized. And when you begin to ascend to several thousands of feet into the atmosphere, there is a level of vasoconstriction that occurs. Okay, and that vasoconstriction occurs. That's why your ears pop as your uh, as your you know stuchion tubes, and your body tries to equalize pressure. 
And when that pressure develops, as you go higher, that vasoconstriction causes a hormonal trigger that creates the production of, uh, you know, the hormone is erythropoietin, which creates a little bit more blood, red blood cell activity as well as red blood cell production. When your red blood cell activities and your red blood cell productions is up when you're flying, it's because in order to, your body uh, understands, even though physiologically you're in a, in, in a steel tube with oxygen being pumped into you artificially, you're still 30,000 feet in the air. So your body begins to start, you know, releases the erythropoietin to start to stimulate the red blood cells and the red blood, uh, you know, uh, red blood supply in order to carry more oxygen. Now, what I'm starting to think and what I'm trying to, you know, postulate here in my head is something is happening when the body's natural process of feeling the natural vasoconstriction that occurs at high altitude and the production of erythropoietin that causes red blood uh, production to help oxygenate the body to keep you fit at high altitude is somehow being messed with. It's being interfered with. And this is why it is causing the blackouts, the headaches, the issues with the, uh, the astution tubes, because that pressure never gets fully regulated or realized. Intracranial pressure is one of those things. Again, cause, you know, correlation is not causation. But this is something that seriously needs to be looked at. You cannot go ahead and cancel 2,000 flights and say it was raining. Wait a minute. You just canceled 2,000 flights. You stranded 100,000 people. No, there is something seriously going on. And this is just more than just, okay, we're not going to fly because of the mandate. We're going we're gonna to protest. We're not going to work. This is something that is really real, folks. And, the, I mean, come on, 2,000 flights canceled here, 1,500 flights canceled there. I've never seen this siege. In my life, I've never seen this, not even in the worst of weather. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably something more to it, you know, because my initial thoughts were, you know, they, they were refusing to get it. Therefore, they were calling off work and everything. But, you know, maybe many of the people that did were 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 having issues with 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 flying and like what you stated in regards to the high altitude. And and they're like, shit, you know, I'm, I'm hearing about this and everything. And perhaps maybe in the near future, a whistleblower will, will, will come forward. But, you know, obviously, we just played a played an example of a and, and he didn't list uh, what he said for a job. Uh, but he was very didn't go into a whole lot of detail, so you know that could have been a lot of different things, right? But it could have been most likely cargo. It, it could have been know, a commercial airliner. Yeah, I mean, so you that's know, just it, one example right there. And 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 thank the the multitude. We went over the the people that are suffering cardiac arrest and arrest and having the clots. I mean, how how frequent is it appearing in in people that fly planes? I mean, I think we need to know that data. I mean, think about it. If you're taking something that is designed, these mRNA, the mRNA jabs, is designed to create, you know, to to genetically treat as gene therapy cancer cells by reprogramming their mRNA structure, and and whatnot, and you're somehow using some tomfoolery because these assholes don't don't understand what the fuck they're dealing with. 
but utilizing some sort of tomfoolery and creating it to go after a cardiopulmonary disease, a cardiopulmonary virus. And all of a sudden, the side effects are what you would see. The, and one of those side effects are, are, are the, are, are the uh, anomalies. Not even anomalies at this point, at this point but that we're, we're, you know, what we're seeing with the, with, 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 the, with the very system, the cardiopulmonary system is being affected. So you create a virus to tackle a cardiopulmonary, you create a vaccine to tackle a cardiopulmonary virus, and then what occurs is you have symptoms and side effects that are all cardiopulmonary related. Pilots, athletes, what are you doing when you're an athlete? You're running, you're pumping, your heart is pumping, right? You're in a great deal of stress, you're, you know, your adrenaline is pumping, you have all of a sudden, your red blood cells are coming in. There's something happening here. And I, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. There's something happening here with the cardiopulmonary system and this jab. There's something happening here. P, there's uh, one more that um, yeah, I think we should listen to real quick. And uh, I can't remember. Well, let's play it. She'll, she'll go yeah, through yeah. it. I, I, I listened to it, or it was a lot earlier this morning, but I, this one is pretty compelling as well. Over 200,000 service members have rejected the vaccine, yet the military is pressing forward without regard to the damage to the morale and readiness to process these soldiers out. We have never lost 200,000 soldiers on the battlefield in a few months taking soldiers out of uniform has the same impact on readiness as losing them on the battlefield. When we're given an opportunity to ask the senior leaders questions, I simply asked. So we skipped two years of phase two trials and three years of phase three trials. We only lost 12 active duty soldiers to COVID, yet we're gonna risk the health of the entire fighting force on a vaccine we only had two months of safety data on? The response was, you're damn right, Colonel, and you're gonna get every soldier you can to take the vaccine so I can get enough data points to determine if the vaccine is safe. On June 29th, wow. 2021. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, they're just more, oh. just more. Do testing. you have the video of the surgeon who can't practice surgery anymore? Do we have that video, Siege? Is this is this him? No. Yes. No, this is another guy. Who's this guy? Is he a doctor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got terrible hair, but God, yeah. Wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! Just shave your head, man. The fuck is that? Um, maybe his clippers hit him on the wrong side, or they're uneven. Could wear a baseball cap. That COVID vaccine saved lives. In fact. We've known this from early 2021. The clinical trials proved that to be the case, as you can see here in the quote of a February article in the Journal of the American Medical Association. But is it true? When that statement by prominent public health officials was penned, there had been just one death, one death, across the 70,000 Pfizer and Moderna trial participants. Today, we have more data, and you can see that there were similar numbers of deaths in the vaccine and placebo groups. The trials did not show a reduction in death. Even for COVID deaths, 
As opposed to other causes, the evidence is flimsy with just two deaths in the placebo group versus one in the vaccine group. My point is not that I know the truth about what the vaccine can and cannot do. My point is that those who claimed the trials showed the vaccines were highly effective in saving lives were wrong. The trials did not demonstrate this. By August, I literally exploded in generalized body neuropathies. Imagine waking up in the middle of the night, stinging in my hands and feet, burning in the soles of my feet, prickling all over like I fell in a bush of nettles. Still, I couldn't get anybody to take an interest in me. I'm a researcher. I found that curious. Here I am presenting unusual case. Study me. I'm the perfect candidate. I give you objective data. If I tell you my pain's a 7 out of 10, it's a 7 out of 10. I don't minimize or maximize. Feeling so alone and so scared, I turned to social media because I couldn't find anybody like me for support. In mere months, I had thousands of people. I set up a tinnitus group. 3,500 members joining in months. Later, I found six other groups focused on neurological symptoms. I started to help them as a nurse. It was the best way I could help, use my resources. I started researching, reading journals, hearing what they were hearing, reading as much as I can, sharing with them, helping the people who had no insurance understand what their labs were, people who had no money, guiding them what tests they should get, how best to use their money. Crazy thing is social media. You're there, you're looking for support, you find support. They suddenly tag you, misinformation. You're not real, you're an anti-vaxxer. You devolve into more despair. I would like to finish with a letter from a friend. that I received a couple of months ago. Bree. I cannot take this any longer. This has taken everything away from me. My career, my family, my life. My body will not stop attacking itself. And this is beyond the worst amount of torture. They have further erased my very existence. Please accept my apologies. I must bid farewell to this world. Please tell our stories. Please make sure the world knows the cruelty that has been imposed upon us. Goodbye, my dear friend. I will see you on the flip side. Rochelle Walensky, Janet Woodcock, Peter Marks, Anthony Fauci. You erased her and the many others like her. Their blood is on your hands. You cannot bring my friends back but you can save others from their fate if you finally just tell the truth. If the government won't help us, if the drug companies won't help us, who will help us? Thank you.
Wow. I've also seen a video of a surgeon. Uh, he is a you know orthopedic surgeon where he can no longer practice surgery. His whole livelihood is gone. He spent 14 years becoming a surgeon, and then he spent four, you know going through medical school, his fellowship, his training, and all that stuff. And then he has been practicing as an orthopedic surgeon for 14 years, and that ended. He can no longer be a surgeon. Yeah, the man's livelihood is over. Yeah. So the, what's going to happen, man? No, no, no. You you go you go ahead. I mean, I just, I mean, this is one of the reasons why you know that myself, um, none of my family, well, in my immediate family members, um, you know, it's just. It's just not worth it, you know. I'd I'd much rather um, come down and and take my chances and battle battle COVID and get natural immunity. I mean, hell, I probably need to go for an antibody test. I may have already had it and not even know it. One hundred percent. So, uh, but we all got it at this point. I mean, my gosh, you would think, right? I mean, this if if, you know again, I'll tell many of you. You know, a lot of people think it's it's the Wuhan flu, this, that, and the other. Folks, there, there were antibodies from, you know, COVID-19 antibodies discovered in nine states, in the sewage systems in nine states going back to August, before any of the lab leak stuff even happened. All right, so we don't know what the hell this is, but the point of the matter is this. Last time I checked, and this is still the fact, Siege, by the World Health Organization, even the CDC's own numbers. 99.99% survivability rate. 0.0002% fatality rate. In other words, the average age of people that are dying in this country from this is 78 years old, which is higher than the average life expectancy. The average people dying from the COOF is 78 years old, which is higher than the average Life expectancy. I think average life expectancy here is what, 75, 76? So think about that for a second. So what's going to happen? Here's my prediction. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm seeing a lot of data points. I'm doing a lot of talking to some people. But I'm mostly crunching these numbers and these data sets in my head. And some call me the market oracle. I believe by this coming fall, not this fall, but actually this coming uh, spring, watch what happens between the spring and summer. I think there's going to be an absolute dumping of Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J stocks. I think there's going to be a dumping in biotech stocks. I think that a, a dumping is going to occur because I think – We're heading to a point where you cannot hide this anymore. You cannot have kids drop dead anymore. You cannot have professional athletes dropping on the field anymore. You can't hide that. You cannot suppress 2,000 flight cancellations anymore. You cannot have 30% of your firehouses in the largest city in America emptied and scuttled anymore. You cannot have 25% of your police force walking off the job anymore. You can't do it. 
can't do it. So what's going to happen? Well, they passed the bill a long time ago that, you know, you cannot sue a pharmaceutical company for side effects when it comes to the jab. And because it was an emergency use case, you can't sue them. There's going to be people that are going to be so damn up in arms. And a lot of the pharmaceutical executives will be fired. But it will be a ceremonial firing if they do intact leave. In other words, they, they won't face prosecution. They will take their stock payments. They will take their balloon, their golden parachutes, and they'll exit stage left. You'll have a lot of the scientists, a lot of people that have pushed this, your Fauci's and other, other types of, uh, of bureaucrats that were pushing this stuff for big pharma are probably going to have jail time. They're going to probably be arrested or fined or something egregious is going to happen. In other words, middle level, mid-level, low-level guys are going to get rounded up and they're going to have the basically be thrown under the bus. They're going to be thrown under the bus. There's probably going to be some government payout plans or, or, or some sort of a injury thing set up. And it'll probably be in the billions of dollars. But it doesn't matter to the powers that be because they have made a crap ton of money. Folks, when you're looking at just the shares of Pfizer, when you're looking at the fact that Pfizer just made $30 billion, it's, it, you're limiting yourself. You're looking at the forest while missing the trees. I'm sorry, you're looking at the tree while missing the forest. The forest is the multiple levels of biotech stocks, the multiple levels of biotech ETFs. What you're missing is the trillions of dollars that are being churned on derivatives on the back end that this is connected to. Think about it. Why push this entire jab scheme? Why dust off mRNA tech being utilized and designed for cancer and gene therapy treatments but being shuttled for use in a cardiopulmonary virus? Why do that without adequate, real, real high-level testing? I don't care if they had 70,000 test subjects. These are skewed. Because it's the last great wealth extraction scheme. Every industry in the United States is going for broke. Do you understand? Because they know the system is coming to an end. Why do you th- Folks, let me explain something to you. The Green New Deal, the Build Back Better, the Great Global Reset is the go for broke for many American petroleum companies. What? Oil companies? Yes. As well as automotive manufacturers. Not because these people will actually create or make anything, but showing the narrative that they are somehow involved in this great new utopia that is being sprung upon us allows their stock shares to go up, allows their shares to be manipulated up higher. So they can they can jettison it at will when this thing happens. In other words, it's also a wealth extraction scheme. Every sector of every industry that we have left in this country, though I don't even call it, I call it industry euphemistically, is now playing out the great game. They're playing out 
the final solution before you. Every sector, telecom, playing it out. There's a bubble everywhere, right? The financial markets are playing out the, 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 the final solution. Automotive industry is playing out the final solution. And what the jab is, folks, is the pharmaceutical industry playing out their final solution. What is all this final solution I'm talking about? It is the wealth extraction scheme that is being run roughshod on you for the last several decades. It's all about the stocks. CJ, what is the Dow on today? What, 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 where's the Dow at today, CJ? Uh, yesterday, I think it did it hit a new record again yesterday? Of course. I think it should be north of 36,000, right? Bam. Yeah. Yep. CJ, how prophetic was I when I said we're going to have a 40,000 point Dow? Yeah, definitely looks like it's heading that way. How much closer are we to that reality? And one of the things I always said with a caveat with a 40,000-point Dow is that it will be a monolith casting its shadow on a dilapidated, broken, and dying economy. Ahead of my time. Every single sector in the United States economy is running to failure. The energy sector, the telecom sector, the biotech sector, the big pharma, all of it is running to failure. All of it is on the final solution. In other words, they're getting their last licks in. They're getting their last inflation in because they understand the system is going to collapse. And the mandates, think about these mandates, folks. Look at this article, the first article that we have up there, Siege. Um, where is it? It's uh let's go back over here. Ours. Uh they're doing this to transform the the yeah, this one. White House expands vaccine mandate to cover 80 million workers. White House has just released a new policy requiring all companies, big and small, to coerce their workers into accepting the vax or face termination as the by as the branded administration continues to up the pressure on all working Americans to get jabbed before January 4th. According to Axios, President Brandon is planning to announce Thursday that employers with more than 100 workers on their payroll must guarantee that their workers are fully vaxxed or tested by January 4th, 2022. If not, they could face federal fines starting at tens of thousands of dollars per offense. What's more, healthcare workers will face even tougher restrictions which will effectively require every health work care worker in the country to be vaccinated or lose their job. Despite the fact that millions of health care workers have already been infected with the virus by natural means. To be sure, managing weekly testing programs for minority of corporation employees will be extremely costly, and the ramifications of this new policy will essentially force employees for the biggest companies in the U.S. to accept the vax. As per Axios, the new rules formerly known as a COF-19 vax and testing emergency protocol, will be enforced by OSHA. They will affect roughly two-thirds of the American workforce or 80 million people. In other words, take the jab or starve. You know there's going to be pushback from red states. What's going to happen is DeSantis is going to hit back, and then the, all the other retreads that are in these red states, these governors, will, oh, okay, DeSantis is doing it. Let's jump in a week later, just like what Gus says, right? Red states are going to resist this. Blue states, especially the libtard middle class and upper middle class morons, 
that are living in the blue states will think it's wonderful. It's so loving. It's so trendy. It's so liberal. Oh, yes. Let's get those anti-vaxxers. Let's get them out of here. It's ingenious how they did this. You create an experimental treatment. You call it a vax. And anyone who questions it is all of a sudden an anti-vaxxer. It's incredible psychology used here, folks. So what's going to happen? You're going to have people fleeing their jobs if they can. Others are going to take the hit and get sick. We don't know what the long-term ramification of this damn thing is in three years, five years. Nobody can sit across from me and you and look you in the eye and say, you know what, we know exactly what this is going to do in three to five years. No, they don't. We're seeing some of the most heavily jabbed countries in the world, like Ireland, like Israel. At this point, the damn jab is useless over there. Pfizer's out there. ninety, And I, I played the video, folks. Without you talking about, it is possibly maybe 96% effective. And then all of a sudden, you see 96, 98% effective, then it goes to 70%, then it's 60% effective, then it's 30%, then it's 20 Now they're saying it's like 3% effective. Folks, the damn thing don't work. But it'll make you uh, it'll make your cardio your cardiologist a very wealthy person. For sure. It's incredible to see this. Folks, and they're doing this because they don't care. They're gutting the economy. The economy is getting gutted. And there's a lot of resistance, and there's a lot of resistance, and there's a lot of 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 of, of hyperinflated dollars that are sloshing around in the system. A lot of money just sloshing around. The economy will run in its in its in in, in its uh, current broken, dilapidated state for another three years, at least five years, maybe. But it's breaking down. It's breaking down bad. And what these mandates do, it creates bigger, more prolific lines of demarcation between people of two different political and world realities. We're becoming two countries, two economies. This is happening, folks. There's a split happening. It's incredible to see this siege. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot more to be said, but we're running short on time. So I think uh, probably tomorrow we'll break this down even further. Um, tomorrow we got – do we have Velas tomorrow? Tomorrow is Friday. Yes, I think uh, Velas is back. I don't have my calendar nor my phone near me, so I need to oh, look it up. Chat, we'll get up in. Yeah, Velas, you and you on tomorrow. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you're on Sincerely. the know you're listening. <laughs> hey, real quick, we also let everyone know uh, this this uh, stream is coming down right away off of uh, ScrewTube. So you yep. need to go to roguenews.com to listen to the replay. 100%, folks. Again, this stream will not be on ScrewTube because we've said too many uh, controversial things. It will be on roguenews.com. 
and it'll be on uh, Rumble and all the other stuff that we're on. So uh, go check it out over there. See you. Any last words, brother? No, uh, stay, stay strong, everyone. Um, you know, you know, if you haven't done so, I'm sure our listeners have, you know, uh, you know, do, do your vitamins exercise, uh, just, just, you know, just keep, keep the fortitude, keep going, try to, you know, be strong through this. Um, and, and we'll, we'll be here for conversation and try to make sense uh, through the chaos. V. That's right, man. And remember, like so what Hulk, what, uh, Hulk Hogan said holds true. You got to say your prayers and take your vitamins, brother. Because what you're going to do when the COVID-19 runs wild on you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Later, buddy. All right, All right folks. Have a good one. Cheers.